Hello there, this is Jake Leahy with the Supreme Court Decision Syllabus in Bittner v. United States. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. Decided February 28, 2023. The Bank Secrecy Act, BSA, and its implementing regulations require U.S. persons with certain financial interests and foreign accounts to file an annual report known as an FBAR the Report of Foreign Bank and Financial Accounts. The statute imposes a maximum $10,000 penalty for non-willful violations of the law. These reports are designed to help the government trace funds that may be used for illicit purposes and identify unreported income that may be subject to taxation. Petitioner, Alexandru Bittner, a dual citizen of Romania and the United States, learned of his BSA reporting obligations after he returned to the United States from Romania in 2011, and he subsequently submitted the required annual reports covering five years, 2007 through 2011. The government deemed Bittner's late-filed reports deficient because the reports did not address all accounts as to which Bittner had either signatory authority or a qualifying interest. Bittner filed corrector, corrected FBARs, providing information for each of his accounts, 61 accounts in 2007, 51 accounts in 2008, 53 in 2009 and 2010, and 54 in 2011. The government neither contested the accuracy of Bittner's new filings nor suggested that Bittner's previous errors were willful, but because the government took the view that non-willful penalties apply to each account, not accurately or timely reported, and because Bittner's five late-filed annual reports collectively involved 272 accounts, the government calculated the penalty due at $2.72 million. Bittner challenged that penalty in court, arguing that the BSA authorizes a maximum penalty for non-wilful violations of $10,000 per report, not $10,000 per account. The Fifth Circuit upheld the government's assessment. Held. The BSA's $10,000 maximum penalty for the non-willful failure to file a compliant report accrues on a per-report, not a per-account basis. A. The court begins with the terms of the most immediately relevant statutory provisions. 31 U.S.C. Section 5314, which delineates an individual's legal duties under the BSA, and Section 5321, which outlines the penalties that follow for failing to discharge those duties. Section 5314 provides that the Secretary of the Treasury shall require certain persons to keep records, file reports, or keep records and file reports when they make a transaction or maintain a relation with a foreign financial agency. The statute states that reports shall contain information about the identity and address of participants in a transaction or relationship, the legal capacity in which a participant is acting, and the identity of real parties and interest, along with a description of the transaction. Section 5314 does not speak of accounts or their number, but rather the legal duty to file reports which must include various kinds of information about individuals' foreign transactions or relationships. Violation of Section 5314's reporting obligation is binary. 
One files a report in the way and to the extent the secretary prescribes, or one does not. Multiple willful errors may establish a violation of Section 5314, but even a single mistake, willful or not, constitutes a Section 5314 violation. The only distinction the law draws between a report containing a single mistake and one containing multiple mistakes concerns the appropriate penalty. Section 5321 authorizes the Secretary to impose a civil penalty of up to $10,000 for any violation of Section 5314. The non-willful penalty provision in Sections 5321A5A and B1 does not speak in terms of accounts, but rather pegs the quantity of non-willful penalties to the quantity of violations. Section 5314 provides that a violation occurs when an individual fails to file a report consistent with the statute's commands. Multiple deficient reports may yield multiple $10,000 penalties, and even a seemingly simple deficiency in a single report may expose an individual of up to a $10,000 penalty. But penalties for non-willful violations accrue on a per-report, not a per-account basis. To be sure, for certain cases that involve willful violations, the statute does tailor penalties to accounts. Section 5321 specifically addresses a subclass of willful violations that involve a failure to report the existence of an account or any identifying information required to be provided with respect to an account. Section 5321A5D2 In such cases, the Secretary may impose a maximum penalty of either $100,000 or 50% of the balance in the account at the time of the violation, whichever is greater. Sections 5321A5C and D2 The government maintains that because Congress explicitly authorized per-account penalties for some willful violations, the court should infer that Congress meant to do so for analogous non-willful violations. But the government's interpretation defies a traditional rule of statutory construction. When Congress includes a particular language in one section of a statute and omits it from a neighbor, the court normally understands the difference in language to convey a difference in meaning. Here, The statute twice provides evidence that when Congress wished to tie sanctions to account-level information, it knew exactly how to do so. Congress said, in sections 5321A5C and D2, that penalties for certain willful violations may be measured on a per-account basis. And Congress said in section 5321A5B2 that a person may invoke the reasonable cause exception, only on a showing of per-account accuracy. But Congress did not say that the government may impose non-willful penalties on a per-account basis. B. The court finds a number of additional contextual clues that cut against the government's theory in this case. First, the government has repeatedly issued guidance to the public, in various warnings, fact sheets, and instructions, 
that seems to tell the public that the failure to file a report represents a single violation exposing a non-willful violator to one $10,000 penalty. While the government's guidance documents do not control the court's analysis, courts may consider the inconsistency between the government's current view and its past views when weighing the persuasiveness of any interpretation it offers, citing the Skidmore versus Swift and Company. Second, the drafting history of the non-willful penalty provision undermines the theory that the government urges the court to adopt. In 1970, the BSA included penalties only for willful violations. In 1986, Congress authorized the imposition of penalties on a per-account basis for certain willful violations. When Congress amended the law again in 2004 to authorize penalties for non-willful violations, Congress could have, but did not, simply use language from its 1986 amendment to extend per-account penalties for non-willful violations. Still, other features of the BSA and its regulatory scheme suggest the law aims to provide the government with a report sufficient to tip it to the need for further investigation, not to ensure the presentation of every detail or maximize revenue for each mistake. Consider that Congress declared that the BSA's purpose is to require certain reports or records that may assist the government in various kinds of investigations. Section 5311. Absent is any indication that Congress sought to maximize penalties for every non-wilful mistake. Similarly, the Secretary's regulations implementing the BSA require individuals with fewer than 25 accounts to provide details about each account while individuals, like Bittner, with 25 or more accounts do not need to list each account or provide account-specific details unless the Secretary requests more detailed information. Finally, the government's per-account penalty reading invites anomalies. For example, subjecting willful violators to lower penalties than non-willful violators, avoided by reading the non-willful penalty to apply on a per-report basis. The government replies that the per-report interpretation risks the anomaly that the Secretary could formulate reporting requirements to require a separate report for each account, and in that way effectively achieve a per-account penalty for non-willful violations. What this proves is unclear, as the Secretary's discretion to require more or fewer reports is not at issue here, and in any event does not answer whether the Secretary may impose non-willful penalties on a per-report or per-account basis. C. Best read, the BSA treats the failure to file a legally compliant report as one violation carrying a penalty, maximum penalty of $10,000. Reversed and remanded.